welcome back to Beyond the Surface. I'm your host, Ezra Gill, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Ryan Mergener. Today, we're talking about how the two of us are made so differently from each other, and how we're all a reflection of God's image. All right, Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. It's good to have you back. Yeah, thanks, Ezra. It's really good to be back. I'm excited to be back recording with you. Yeah, for sure. And why don't you tell us a little bit, what have you been up to for the past few weeks while we've been recording with our other guests? Yeah. uh, So, I mean, I've been back to work, as I kind of talked about in the last few episodes of season one. Uh, I've been super busy with work. Uh, I had a a buddy's bachelor party for this past weekend. So I was up north uh, doing some canoeing up in Baldwin, Michigan. So that was a lot of fun. The previous weekend, I went and visited a friend from from school uh, over on the east side of the state. So that was also fun. And then uh, outside of work and kind of visiting some buddies on the weekend, I've been working on med school apps again. So just uh, keeping me busy and keeping me going, I guess. Awesome. And best of luck to you on your med school apps. And we're going to kind of get into our topic today. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a topic that we have kind of hit on back in season one before, but we're talking about just how God made each of us and about our personalities and about our differences and ultimately our God-given uniqueness. Ryan, we want to know a little bit. How would you, I mean, you, you've talked a little bit before about mm-hmm. this, but how would you describe yourself as a person? How, how would you describe your personality? Are you a spontaneous kind of a guy? Are you more of a planner? What kind of people do you like to spend time with? I'm a pretty outgoing individual in terms of like spontaneity. I would say I've got a good mix going on. Um, I, I definitely like spontaneous things. I'm totally down to do spontaneous things or come up with something spontaneous to do. But I, I also plan plenty of things out. And, uh, you know, I, I like being able to set something in the calendar and, and look forward to it, you know. Um, so I would say I'm kind of right in the middle there. Uh, I don't have to have something set in stone in order to do it. Uh, but I, I am totally cool with planning things out ahead of time. If I would say I enjoy spending time with, I don't, I don't know if there's like a certain type of people that I would say. My buddies from high school, there's like a group of, of four of us, myself included, that we're like kind of best friends. The four of us, we, we do a lot together. We played sports together. Uh, we have similar interests when it comes to hobbies, I guess. Like all play video games together. That's my Call of Duty squad that, that I run with. What's, what's your favorite Call of Duty? Well, we play the current one out. We play the Warzone and uh, we, we run quads on that quite a bit. So that's fun. We're all pretty athletic. Like we like to do uh, spike ball and stuff where we're moving, getting outside. Uh, and I would say that's probably more so the people that I gravitate towards is uh, athletes or athletic people just because I played sports for so long. So I was in that sphere for 24 years of my life or whatever it was. What about you, Ezer? Definitely say I'm an outgoing kind of a person. I'm the first to try new foods. I like traveling to places I've never been to. I like going into the new group and I'm usually the one to introduce myself. I, I like to think of myself as that guy. You know, in class, I was always that guy who just blurred out the answer and mm-hmm. without even thinking it through and I'm that guy who who's we're in a group setting and everyone falls silent. I'm just the one to break the silence with some joke or something. I'm that guy in the group chat that sends weird, edgy memes that probably you're not sure if you should be laughing at or not. But Ryan, you already know this about me. But when it comes to sports, I have absolutely no clue what's going on. Mm. Super Bowl parties, I gladly attend for the food and for the friends. <laughs> it's a good time there. I really enjoy talking. And that's one of the reasons why I agreed to do this podcast with you. 
I am a talker. It's interesting to me uh, that you mentioned the food. You're the first to try new foods because that is exactly me. I will try just about anything. It doesn't matter how it looks, how it sounds. Like I am just about down to try any food. I'm a total foodie. I like almost all of it. So that's something that we have in common there. Ryan, describe people in your life who are nothing like you at all, yet you've learned so much from them. And what do you think is the advantage of having friends who differ from your tastes? Two people that come to my mind right off the bat is is you. Uh, you and I are very different individuals. We're similar in a lot of ways, but we're also very different. Uh, and then my brother and me, which, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you and your brother are different. Yeah, if you met us, we're totally different. I like to do the athletic things. I'm super competitive to the point where that probably can be a fault of mine. And my brother's not that way. He's a lot more chilled out, uh, a lot more relaxed. He's not into the athletics quite as much. He doesn't have that super strong desire to win. So growing up, that could uh, cause some problems between us. But we're, we're a lot closer now than we were back in high school. Um, just kind of both of us spreading our wings and doing our own things in college. And yeah, I mean, Caleb, I would just say I learned a lot from him just in the fact of he put up with a lot growing up. And then uh, he did a really good job of, I think, growing into his own person. Um, you know, I went and played college sports and my sister played college sports. So we kind of always had the athletics to fall back on. And that was kind of like who we were. But Caleb went to school and, you know, was his own person, made his own friends. Caleb's actually in graduate school. He's my younger brother by two years, but he beat me to graduate school. And so he's going to be a doctor before me. And so, you know, I just was really impressed watching him grow up and spread his wings. And then uh, just in terms of like you and me, we're similar in the fact our personalities are a little bit more outgoing and we're people people, but we have totally different hobbies and stuff like that at V groups and doing this podcast and stuff. I would say that my mind has just been opened into like what I can have conversations about because the I'm going to be honest, the majority of conversations with my friends and stuff is about sports. Like we love to talk about sports and stuff like that. That's just who we are. That's what I do. I remember back in one of the episodes when you talked about Deion Sanders, and I had no idea who yeah. he was. Uh-huh. But because you opened my world to that whole thing, like I had no idea who Deion Sanders was. Mm-hmm. And I, then after the episode, I went and I just did a Wikipedia search, and I, here I am watching interviews about this guy who I would have never learned about had I not sure. known you. So, like you just said, like my mind was, you know, kind of open to these different ideas and different things. And then also somebody to talk about my faith with. That that's kind of I would say a unique part of our relationship is that almost is kind of like what's brought us together was our faith through V Group. It's just been super nice that even though we do have these different interests and things, we have this faith that unites us. You know, we can talk about it and push each other and like have the hard conversations that are difficult to have even in the church. Like, you know, there are tons of believers that you're surrounded with that you're friends with, but it's not always easy to have these faith conversations. Yeah, I know one time I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine who is kind of the opposite of me. And when it comes to my outgoing personality, he considers himself quiet. He only speaks when he's spoken to. Mm -hmm. He would hate to be a host on this podcast (laughs) or anything. What this friend is really good at doing is listening. Mm -hmm. Like you could be the fastest speaker in the world. He would retain every word you say. And I was just so amazed at him. And him and I had a conversation once and kind of called me out. He's like, Ezra, you got to stop talking and and start listening. I was like, ouch, that kind of hurt. But mm-hmm. but honestly, like it took someone who, who thinks differently, someone who has a, a different God-given uniqueness mm-hmm. to look at me and, and to see something that I didn't have and, and to provide that for me through speaking and having those conversations. I need to balance my, my speaking with mm-hmm. my listening. 
you know, I'm so grateful to my friend who's taught me the importance of active listening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's only necessary just to shut up and just let others chime in and, mm-hmm. you know, embrace that silence. Yeah, I would say that's uh, that's one area where I can really improve. I am very good at selective hearing. If I'm not super interested in the conversation, I can do a really good job of playing it off while not being fully into it. I can kind of pick the moments to ask the right question to make it look like I'm listening, but at the same time, I'm just not really engaged. You've taught me something really interesting, and it's uh, study habits. Mm. Uh, you taught mm. me the Pomodoro technique. Oh, yes. I yeah. love Pomodoro. <laughs> you come with a medical background, and I come mm. with an engineering background. I was only learning how to study from other engineers, mm-hmm. but it took me to, to open my world out of engineering and into medical because with engineering it's just math Mm -hmm, with medical it's all this memorization Mm -hmm. it's all this practices and and clinicals i would not have learned this had i just restrained myself just to people from engineering sure no that's super interesting and i'm I'm glad that i could share some study tips with you most people get bored to death when i talk about studying so that's funny god made each of us unique yet despite our differences we were to follow the same god Mm -hmm. So what do you think this reveals about the nature of our God? And why do you think he just didn't make all humanity the same personality, the same race? We spoke the same language. Yeah, Uh, I was just out in nature all weekend. That's one of the things that I just love to do. And so I got to witness a lot of God's just awe and wonder through what he's created this river that i went canoeing on and watching bald eagles fly ahead of us and you saw actual bald eagles yeah i saw two of them you're gonna like this too when i was driving out to my buddy's cabin um we turned you know off of the path and we're driving through this two-track road uh dirt road on this forest back to my buddy's cabin and uh on the way back there my buddy goes oh look there's the bear that wanders around and so yep there was just a big old bear that was just hanging out on his property how big Um, was he i don't know i mean he he was big but it we were in a car and he was farther away so it wasn't like but it was it was really cool i mean being able to see it and stuff like that our god is awesome he's too creative to just limit himself to making one race and one ethnicity of of human being right each and every one of us unique like he makes all of the stars unique like he makes no two snowflakes the same he's just awesome and amazing um at, at all this creation stuff making us all unique was part of that I think that it's really cool that he wants us all to follow him. In the Bible, it talks about the vine and the branches. We're all part of one body as well. We all serve different functions for one glorified, unified purpose of, you know, lifting up our God. And so God did make us all unique and he gave us all different interests and passions. He made each and every one of us look a little bit different and sound a little bit different and think a little bit different. And so God needs us to serve different purposes. I think, you know, he also just made life a little bit too complex for one person to master every aspect of it. God tells us that he gives each of us gifts. You know, some of us have the gift of healing. Some of us have the gift of prophecy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We have to use those gifts and our uniqueness uh, that God created us with to work with others so that we can ultimately lift him up and give him the, the most glory possible. It's so interesting when Paul is writing about how God has given us the gifts that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. implying that some people have things that you don't have. Right. And you have abilities and you have characteristics that others don't have. Mm -hmm. Our differences are to be celebrated. Our characteristics and our gifts that God had given us are Mm -hmm. to be capitalized. It is an advantage to have people on your team that don't think the same way as you. Yeah. 
how do we take advantage of this? I see people who don't think the way I do. Instead of letting that divide us, how, how do I use that to my advantage? How do I have that build me up? Let's mm-hmm. say we're an assigned team together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm leading a group of people who don't think the same way as I mm-hmm. do. They're from different backgrounds. I feel like especially in American culture, we always want to be right. We always want to like our way is the best way. Like the way we do things is better. Um, and I think I used this reference earlier. Eventually, we just get to a point, hopefully, God wants us all to get to this point where we do see the uniqueness of his creation in our differences. I was having dinner with somebody and she was telling me that she really liked being in the city because that was what she liked. She liked seeing the buildings and all the people and stuff like that and I was like eh I'm not into the city I like nature totally different me from two years ago would have would have looked at her and said nope you're wrong nature's better God created it but in the moment I was just thinking you know it's super cool that God gave us these two totally different perspectives like she likes these man-made structures and the people and the busyness and I don't I like the calmness and peace that the woods and uh, and nature offer so I think once we can learn to appreciate the differences that God has made us with that's the first step kind of being humble and saying I don't have it all figured out. I don't have every single gift, right? And the thing is that God made each of us in his image. Mm -hmm. So we're all made Mm -hmm. in his image. Maybe there's more to God than we think it is. Maybe there's way more in our perspective. Just maybe God is so much greater than we could have ever thought or dreamed of. You've said this before. This is I'm stealing your quote, but it's going to take us all of eternity to fully realize God's greatness. We're all made in God's image. And I think when you're ever feeling down or you're disappointed or like you're just not sure about life or, you know, yourself, like you can remember like you were made in God's image. God made you exactly how he wanted you to. God loves you. Uh, you're not made like anyone else and you're made the way that you were for a reason. But then also, I think that it's really important to keep that in mind when you're dealing with other people or uh, you're in situations where you could potentially hurt other people. It can be easy to be selfish and not think about the other people's feelings or thoughts. What changed for me and how I wanted to treat people was just thinking about how like this other person that I'm dealing with or that I'm thinking about is a child of the same God that I am. He or she was made in God's image. And so like I need to treat them better than I'm thinking these thoughts in my head. The first thing is being humble and just realizing that like, we're all made different. Two is once we humble ourselves and we say that, we can understand that we we have something to gain from these people that think differently and have different gifts than us. Going back to remembering that God told us we're all part of one body, but we each serve different functions, uh, that we're, we're here to serve, you know, one purpose and that's glorifying him. So like, I hope that I have the gift of healing, wanting to go into medicine, obviously. Ooh, uh, come on, you know, man. it might not be uh, supernatural healing, but uh, I want to make people feel better through medicine, right? But we need people that are, that they're their gift is is ministry. I can come together and, and support the people that are in ministry or, you know, allow them to be healthy so that they can go and do their thing. Then we're glorifying God. What do you think about the whole capitalizing and working together thing? Uh, and I'm going to speak a little bit practical. Let's say you're on, have some sort of a team together. You're a mm-hmm. business or, or you're some sort of a serving group at your church uh, and you're the, the appointed leader of that team. Man, this is huge for leadership. Like you have to learn how to lead people who don't think the way you do. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to force your style on them and trying to make them into something that they're not, you need to actually use what they have because what they have is what you don't have. I'm just going to toss out a couple of examples. You know, let's say there's a comedian, just hilarious, just making jokes and Mm -hmm. maybe sometimes makes jokes a little bit too often and maybe a little bit distracting and everything. And instead of saying, hey, you need to buckle down and get serious, how about you you appoint them this role? You clarify 
their gift and say, hey, can you just be like the atmosphere changer? And every time we're feeling down, unmotivated and tired, mm-hmm. upset about the results that we are having right now, mm-hmm. we need what you have to to change the atmosphere and to bring some joy and to bring some energy to this team. Maybe you have... Um, so someone who's you know quiet, they don't really participate much in group discussion. Mm-hmm. But man, you've just found that when it comes to one-on-one conversation, they're just really good at giving advice. Mm-hmm. Man, as a leader, you got to you got to empower them to say, "Hey, can you be like our counselor?" When mm-hmm. somebody is having trouble, now I have somebody I can rely on to support them, to pray with them, sure. and and to to empower them and to speak life into them. There's so much more to this. You kind of want one of everybody on your team. Seriously. Like, you need some creative people. You need some people who are good at graphic design. You need some people who are good at video. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking business. I'm just talking, like, yeah. in your friend groups as well. Like, you need to see different perspectives mm-hmm. in order to grow. God's will is for us to change and to grow every day, and I'm all for that. I like that a lot. And we don't want to come to a place where we refuse or we're, we're being stubborn and don't want to try anything new and we don't want to grow and we don't want to change perspectives even though change is a good thing it's it's difficult right it's not easy to grow that's kind of one of the themes that we had during season one is, is that we need to be comfortable to step out of our comfort zone right how do we kind of embrace that and embrace the way that God made us and the uniqueness that he's giving us while we're trying to grow and change, you know, a little bit day by day? How do we find that balance and strike that balance in order to grow but stay true to ourselves and who God made us? It's a balance, like you said. There's nothing more fake. There's nothing more obvious than someone pretending to be who they're not. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to change the way God made you, ultimately you're saying God didn't make you the right way and that God is imperfect and that mm-hmm. God screwed up making you. You're blaspheming against the mm-hmm. God of the universe when you are complaining about yourself and you're angry about the way you are. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate mm-hmm. who God made you to be. Kind of a silly example, but let's say if you're refusing to be disciplined and helping around the house, you're not doing the dishes. You're, you're not doing the laundry. You're not taking out the trash. You're just like, oh, God made me like this. Okay, <laughs> like get out of here. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Like That's just being stubborn and that's mm-hmm. just being bigoted. Sure. God wants us to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So God made us the way we are, but... Every now and then, we're going to have to stretch outside of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not changing our DNA. We're just getting stretched. And, sure. and the stretching and becoming flexible only happens when we start to, to move our bodies mm-hmm. to a point where it becomes uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We're not used to this before. It, it might even hurt a little bit. I, w- I was hanging out with some friends and we were on a trip and everything. And I'm, I was with friends who were super spontaneous. Mm. They would make decisions day by day, moment by moment. You know, they, they would make decisions on the spot. Me, I'm not like that. I plan things out ahead of time. I find peace. I find comfort in that. Mm-hmm. But God was just pressing on me. as like, hey, just enjoy this. Just relax and just settle mm-hmm. down. Don't be a control freak. Don't try to ask too many <laughs> questions. You're going to be stretched a little bit. You mm-hmm. might be a little bit uncomfortable, but that's okay because I'm calling you to be flexible. You're not going to grow. You're not being flexible in this. Again, I think change is a good thing. Growing things change. Mm-hmm. Just because you're growing or you're you're having some changes does not mean that you're shying away from the uniqueness that God gave you or, you know, you're running from who God made you to be. 
that's part of our uniqueness is is where we're growing and what we're doing. Um, you know, we can always be growing to get closer to God. We can always be growing to reach our goals because ultimately, like God has put those goals inside of you. He's kind of shaping your desires and whatnot. And just because, so like me stepping outside of my comfort zone in terms of the friends that I had, like we mentioned earlier, Ezra and I were very different. Like that doesn't mean that I'm leaving who God made me to be because I'm not hanging out with somebody who is not really into sports and similar hobbies. So, so God calls us to all sorts of different things. And I think as long as we're trying to keep him at the forefront of our mind, as we grow and as we change and we're, we're constantly seeking him and we're, we're chasing those desires that he put in our heart. You were talking about how just because you're hanging out with me mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're, you're losing who God made you to be. Yeah. It, I just think about it just kind of a, a little bit of a cultural background, but uh, so my family is from Pakistan. Me and my siblings were, were among the first of our family tree to be born and raised here in the United States. You know, so so we speak Urdu. That's our native language. Uh, but we also speak English. We're the mm-hmm. first in our family to speak mm-hmm. up in, in a bilingual household. You know, I have an extended family member who is really proud to be Pakistani. Our background as a Pakistani and, and being immigrants in this country, you know, they're taking it so far. They're taking their I- identity and be Pakistan so... They only hang around with other people who are Pakistani. Mm-hmm. They only speak Urdu. They, they speak as little English as possible, only when necessary, only when they go out to the store mm-hmm. and everything. But they hang... All their friends are other Pakistani immigrants or their family members, mm-hmm. which is really limiting, by the way. But they take it so far... As to say, if you marry a white girl, you're going to lose the Urdu language. You're not going to speak it anymore. Your kids aren't going to speak it anymore. You're going to lose this language. And honestly speaking, that is a valid concern. That happens with a lot of immigrant families that come here to the United States is that languages are lost because of that. Mm -hmm. But listen, I only care up to a certain extent. Why? Because my first family is the family of God. I've been Mm -hmm. born again into a new family. And that is my my true Mm -hmm. ultimate identity is that I'm a son of God. Mm -hmm. So... I'm not so attached to my identity as a Pakistan man. You know, ultimately, I'm a son of God. Mm. So, you know, I I don't care what color she is. If God brings us together, I'm not going to resist a good thing that God is bringing into my life just because she doesn't look like me, just because she doesn't speak my language. You're only limiting yourself to people who look like you, who talk like you. Like, I think that's crazy. And you're missing out on the on the amazingness and the diversity that God brings Mm -hmm. in this amazing nation. God brings a lot of different people into your life for a lot of different reasons. And there's, there's valid concerns with what you said, but I, I, I love how you respond to that with just like, I'm a child of God. And I think that ultimately, like, that's really what we've got to keep in mind in all circumstances, you know, like with medical school and and me being unsure of whether I got in or not and and having to start the reapplication, like I could easily look at it and say, you know, I'm a failure. I wasn't good enough. Or I could say, you know, I'm a child of God and and this is definitely what he's called me to. And I know that now more so than ever, even though it it hadn't worked out the first time, like I wanted it to. And and so I believe that I have a purpose here. I believe that there's a reason why, um, you know, the timing didn't work out this year. And I understand that God's timing is not like my timing, it's going to work out better in the end. And so, you know, truly finding your identity and being a child of God and embracing that, you know, God made you and me in his image is, is ultimately it's freeing. And that's what's going to allow us to grow. And that's what's going to allow us to achieve our fullest potential. If we keep that in the back of our mind, it's just going to really allow us to, to be a river for everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. 
to catch the next episode. If this was encouraging to you, we'd love it if you shared this on your socials. We'll see you guys later for the next episode of Beyond the Surface.